everybody. Hello, hello. Welcome to City Life Church Online. Hello, fam. How are you? Good to see you guys. Good to see you. I'm excited to worship together, and uh, we're going to have a good time today. Hey, and I want to welcome everybody who's tuning in at home through the City Life app, uh, through live stream, through fa Facebook, wherever it is. We're happy that you're there. And uh, we are production experts, we're pastors, and we're here to declare the best we can the Word of God. So we're going to have a good time today, and I want to share with you and get you set up how are we going to engage today. We're going to go into worship, but before we do, make sure you have the City Life app downloaded. You can find that in the Apple Store or the Google Play Store, and also... You can access uh, an ability for you to actually submit ser um, service requests. I'm sorry, prayer requests during this time and access a service agenda. So you can submit a prayer request right now. And uh, we're going to pray together as a church family all across our city, all across Fort Worth. And also I want to wave and say hi to everybody who's at home in City Life clusters, gatherings of 2 to 10 family members and friends. And so I'm so glad you've tuned in as well. And then finally, the last thing is to ensure that you share your experience online. You can do that through Facebook or Instagram and hashtag CityLifeFW. And uh, let us know and let your community and your friends know what's happening and how you're enjoying City Life service online. Are you ready? You ready, fam? All right, we're going to pray and we're going to worship together. Father, thank you for your grace. Thank you for the opportunity to gather in your name. So, God, I pray that in this space and God, and out in the community, God, and in the greater Fort Worth area, that you would do what only you can do. God, would you touch hearts? Would you change lives? Would you make the name of Jesus known? In Jesus' name. And everybody said? And everybody said? Amen. Let's worship. Take it.
God, we thank you that you're so great that even your presence being here with us is tangible and felt in every home and in every heart around the city, around the world, anyone who's watching. God, I just pray for just a tangible touch of your spirit in every home right now in Jesus' name. Anyone who's dealing with sickness, God, just let them be healed right now in Jesus' name. As we lift up your name, as we lift you up, God, just have your way. Just reveal more of who you are to us. Let us get a deeper understanding of intimacy with you right now in Jesus' name.
I was just sitting off on the on the side right over here, listening to the worship and and uh, and also just worshiping along. And my heart was really moved and kind of kind of in a, in a unique way because I realized that that uh, this is this is the first time I've ever preached to a to a group quite like this. You know, I've done video sermons before, but this is the first time I've ever actually had to communicate to my congregation through this means in a situation in a circumstance like this and and uh but, but I, it's like I felt my church worshiping with me I, I felt like everybody was there I felt like my people were right there with me my family and I know you guys right here in front of me you're my blood family but uh, but my church family I, I felt like you guys were with me and I'm grateful I'm grateful I believe God has some good stuff for us today um <clears throat> And this is church online today, and uh, and I just want to want to let you know you guys know who are here is my family as well as everybody else who's who's watching. Uh, you know, church isn't closed. The building is, but not the church because the church is us. In fact, we're all out in our clusters right now, and I'm loving it. You know, COVID nineteen is 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 kind of like all of our enemy right now. It's it's that villain that we just want to knock out and. And, uh, and first of all, I just want to say that I'm grateful for, uh, for Tarrant County and for our mayor to be able to allow us to, to set this up and to do this under our disaster orders. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that we're able to continue to give you the word of God so the church can get together even though we're all in different places today. And so we are going to pray, but I, I do need some prayer requests. I, I know several have been coming in, and I want to pray over these needs. Uh, and in fact, I want to ask you guys to pray with me as well. So here are prayer requests that have come in from Amber, praying for teachers and students getting ready to go back to school. So we pray for that in Jesus' name. We're also praying for Adam and, and his grocery store employees for strength and peace. We're also praying for security guards who are still working to be safe and courageous and wise in their duties. We're praying for you. We're praying for Andrew and Anastasia. They're, they're, they're wanting prayer for the safety of other people's jobs, knowing that the, the occupational situation is changing. Uh, a prayer here, a re- prayer request for healing for depression. We pray that depression will be healed in Jesus' 
name, in Jesus' name, and today's message will be an encouragement to you. Also pray that God will give this person clarity and reassurance for what they're doing. They can do the best of their abilities, but they need strength and courage, so we pray for strength. I pray for your courage. Also pray for this individual who's have to put three quarters of his team on furlough right now. Pray for his family and this team in Jesus' name. Also pray for an individual who's praying for job security during the virus and after. Also, pray for Austin. Austin wants prayer for wisdom on how to lead his company and his family during this unprecedented time. So we pray for you, Austin. We agree in prayer with you. Also, praying for uh, Joey and Kathy, who are in Southern California, undergoing just a lot of, of warfare, lawsuit, and things like that. Um, and and prayer also in in just lifting this, this family up. Also, pray for Jake and Lindsay. They're requesting prayer for their finances for their business to keep going uh, through this season. John wants prayer, uh, prayer for his dad and, and uh, to, to know Jesus and Pat to know Jesus. Alex, Alex is, is praying, asking for prayer for uh, health and healing for her best friend who's in a medical profession in Austin, diagnosed with COVID last week. So we pray over these needs and we thank you, God, that you are our healer. God, you are the one who gives us strength and help during this time. God, we pray for breakthroughs and in all types of ways. God, do the impossible. Do what we cannot do. We call on you and we ask for your help and your hope and your peace during this time. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. Well, I'm ready to share God's word with you guys. And, and so as I'm talking to those of you who are uh, who are watching online, uh, again, I want to thank you for, for connecting with us online. But as I preach, I'm going to be preaching really to my family here. And this is my, this is my group. So we are right now, we're actually streaming live from, down, from the City Life building in downtown Fort Worth. And, uh, and I'm excited that we're going to be sharing communion uh, right after the message. And so uh, if you haven't yet gotten some communion elements ready, just do that. And, uh, and if you don't have the proper communion elements, just get anything. Just get something to do communion with us. But I'm here with my family cluster, and I'm glad to be with you guys today. I know that we're also connected with scores of other clusters all across the City Life family in this area. And, and I'm, going to be, uh, I'm going to be talking, of course, to this group here, but I'm talking to everyone as well, because my heart is, is I wish I could be in each one of your homes right now. But I, I'd like for you to get in your Bibles, Bible apps, whatever you open open your Bibles up to Joshua chapter 3 verse 1. Find that in your Bibles and I'm going to dive into this here in, in just a moment because I believe I have a word from God for you today. This isn't just, I don't believe this is something I just kind of cooked up in my mind. I believe this is from God because um, we are at the beginning of the most challenging time that our nation, our families, uh, our world has really experienced uh, in our lifetimes. So this is all unprecedented. This is unprecedented for every one of us. But here's the deal. God is above all, and he is going before us. He's in front of us. And so here's the deal. This is no surprise to God. We've, we've got to keep this in mind. We serve the God that's not shocked by this. In fact, over the past few days, I've just thought of so many different things that thought, wow, if this event had not changed or this or this had not shifted, my goodness, what would it be like right now? And I see even how God has prepared the way for us. And I also want to encourage every one of you guys, we are on this earth for a purpose. In fact, I believe you're here on this earth and in this place right now 
for a purpose during this time. God put you here during this time and you are well able to walk through this season. And that's my challenge for you today. You're going to walk, we're going to walk through this season. Um, it was about 10 days ago and, and, uh, and I began, I guess you could say I began hearing these words that were echoing in my heart, but they were, I, f- I felt like they were from God. And these words that just kept going over and over were this, you have never been this way before. You've never been this way before. I mean, <laughs> it was almost deafening. I'll, I'll just be honest with you. I mean, it, it was kind of annoying. But, but, uh, but then this past week, I just kept just every day thinking, you've never been this way before. And I kind of tell myself, I know, I know. But I was reading in the book of Joshua this past week. And as I was reading, I, I came across those exact words. I mean, the exact words. You have never been this way before. So I stopped. And I reread the verse, and then I started reading the context, and and I, and I just and then I and then I took it, took my Bible, and I went into my office, and I just started digging into the passage, looking at every single word. What is what is this? Is this for me? Is this for our church? And I, I read from the uh, the beginning of Joshua through about the first six chapters, and I felt, wow, this this is for me. But I also believe this section right here is for our church, and this is what God wants me to share with you today. And and I I believe that I believe that this word is not just for for this cluster here. It's not just for all of the, the city life people or, and, and friends and family who are watching this, but I believe this is a word from God for the church as a whole, for all of us who are serving God. So my title of today's message is, You Have Never Been This Way Before. Now, a little bit of the background on this passage, the children of Israel had, had, had gone through the Red Sea. You see, they had been delivered from, uh, they'd been delivered from slavery in Egypt. They had gone through the Red Sea. Moses uh, put his staff out and all of a sudden the waters parted. You guys all have seen the movie. You know what that looks like. But, but they went to the other side. Then they spent 40 years in the wilderness. And that was really kind of like a preparation time to be able to take this new land. Well, Moses at this point is dead. He had died a few weeks earlier, and Joshua, who was the new leader, he was now in charge, and he was ready to take the children of Israel across another body of water. It's, it's the, largest bo- the, the largest body of water they had crossed since they left the Red Sea, and this is called the Jordan River, and they were crossing this to go into their promised land. So we, we look in Joshua chapter 3, verse 1. Look in your Bibles here because I'm going to read to you the full passage right now. It says, early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites went out from Shittim. Be sure and say it right, Shittim, all right? And they went to the Jordan where they camped before crossing over. After three days, the officers went throughout the camp giving orders to the people, when you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priests carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go. Since you have not been this way before. But keep a distance of about 2,000 cubits between you and the ark. Do not go near it, Joshua told the people. And then he said, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Let's pray, guys. Everyone pray. God, I pray right now for you to give us a spirit of revelation. Help us to unlock the truths that I believe are are in this passage of Scripture. Apply it to us, our personal lives, our families, our church, and as well as everything that we're doing today and in the days ahead. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Okay, here's the deal. We 
as a church family, and even as a family, we're transitioning into a new, uh, whole new land, just like the children of Israel were. And you have never been this way before. Now, the, I, I think part of the challenge that, with that is that it's the constant reminder of then, then what do I do? What do I do? How do I get through since I've never been this way before? It's kind of like when I'm driving to the office from my house, I can put my brain on autopilot and I'm here. Sometimes I get here and go, how did I get here? I don't know, but here I am walking into my office. Sometimes I'm driving somewhere else and then I end up at the office because my brain's in autopilot because I, that's the path I'm always traveling. But this is, you have never been this way before. And I, I've done a lot of hiking and sometimes you, you, when you get out on unfamiliar trails, you don't really know what's up ahead. And that's really what we are. But I, I, I do believe this, that all the guideposts and the directives for this new season are found for us in God's Word. Now, now the, the Bible tells us the Old Testament is like types and shadows for us of the New Covenant. The New Covenant is where we live right now, and we live under the covenant of Jesus and His grace and what He did for us on the cross. But we look back at the Old Testament, we, we, don't, we don't discredit the Old Testament, but we look at it and we see types and shadows. It's given to us so that we can see things that are there that are applicable over here in the New Covenant. And so the story of Joshua leading the children of Israel, God's people into the promised land, that's one of those stories. And uh, and it's actually been one of my favorites. I mean, my boys, you guys know I've always shared that with you. And, and you guys have marched around the house playing like you're Joshua and the children of Israel taking over the promised land. I remember it for years. But, uh, but we're going to take a look at the, I'm going to dig into this passage, which I've never really dug into before. And I'm going to do, and you're going to kind of go with me on my adventure of what I found this morning. So in Joshua chapter 3, verse 1, take a look at it again. It says, early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from Shittim. That's an important word right there. And they went to Jordan where they camped before crossing over. Now, I kept coming back to that word Shittim. They left Shittim. So I began researching that term, and when I began finding out what, what was really there, I realized that they were leaving a place that it was also the name of a tree. You've heard of the acacia tree. Most of you have heard of it before. Acacia wood, acacia tree. Uh, it's, it's a whole, I believe, genus of, of, of plants and trees. But, but, the, but the acacia tree, acacia is the English translation of shatim in the Old Testament. So when I say shatim, it's the same thing, same exact thing as our English word, acacia. So some versions of the Bible, all the places where it says acacia and some versions are say shatim and, and likewise, but it simply means the same thing. Now, the acacia tree that was in this part of the Middle East was a very hard wood. It was very, very hard, but it was also thorny. And it was used for basically three purposes. It was used for sturdy construction because you could do construction with it because it was strong. But it was also used for goading and for flogging, okay? Now, if you don't know what to goad is, goading is when a person takes a stick. We don't goad very much in downtown Fort Worth. In fact, if you're goading, you know, you're going to get in trouble. But it's a stick that you would use to drive an animal forward. And sometimes they would even leave the thorns on this stick if they really needed to get a message across. Uh, and, and, this, and as I looked, this, this, this goading, the this stick that's from the acacia tree would also sometimes even be used for flogging. 
So they would use it on a person who, uh, who was needing to be disciplined. To Here's the important thing, to get the person to do what they were told to do. If they weren't doing what they were told to do, they would get smacked with acacia uh, wood. And, and, and then I, I guess in some way, maybe they could maybe hit by the thorns. That would be actually a, a very harsh form of punishment. So kind of see this. So they're leaving the place of, that, that is acacia, they're leaving this place of shatim. Now, the word shatim is found in the scriptures quite a lot right up until this point. But this is the, here's, here's what's interesting, is this is the last time that word is found in any Bible narrative after that. It's only found a couple of times in prophetic scriptures, but as far as Bible narrative, this is the last time you hear the word Shatim. It's when they were now leaving Shatim. All of the talk, it, you know, that, that word Acacia Shatim was prominent in the scriptures up until this point prior to the people crossing over the Jordan. But at this point, the word is never mentioned again in any Bible narrative. Now, I believe there's an application here for us that Shatim is the last place you were when you were goaded. And, and, and I believe strongly that we are now entering into a new place. We are leaving Shatim. The days of being pushed and goaded to obey God and to follow God, those days are over. I, I feel that as a pastor. Honestly, no more goading. I, I'm, I'm no longer going to be, be like, come on, come on, follow God. And no more trying to convince people to try to do this. Because now we are, we're moving into a whole new era. They left Shatim. They left Shatim, the place of goading. But they went somewhere. They went to the Jordan. Now, the Jordan River is a river that flows from the north into the south. It goes from the Sea of Galilee into the Dead Sea. It's not an easy river to cross at all. It's, it's muddy, it can be violent, and it's deep. You know, the, the promised land is on the other side, but they've got to get these people over there. The, 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 the number of people, we're not quite sure exactly how many people were, uh, were in the, this group at this time, but it was probably about the population of Tarrant County. So a little over 2 million people. So can you imagine the entire population of Tarrant County has to cross this river? How do you do it? I mean, there are little babies and, and there, are, there are people who are older who, who, who need help getting, getting over. How are they going to get over it? Well, well, that's where they're heading. They're headed to the Jordan, but they left the place of goading, Shatim, to get to the Jordan. But then I started looking, what does the word Jordan mean? Well, the, the Hebrew term Jordan comes, it is, is this term, Yarad, which means to bring down. Jordan means to bring down or to go downwards. So the days of Shatim are over. The raging river is ahead and we are going to go down and through it. And as I was praying over this, I really felt strong. God saying, there are challenging times ahead. And I, I'm bringing you a message of hope today, but I also want to tell you that, that as I went through this, I, I didn't really expect to see this, but there are challenging times ahead. The Jordan is the place of going down. Yeah. But I do know the end of the story. <laughs> they go down and through it. And I'm telling you guys, we're going to go down and we're going to go through this together. You see, the only way to get to this new promised land was the only way to get to the new place, even for us, is to go down and to go through. Go down and go through. Okay, Joshua uh, chapter 3, look at verses, verses 2 and 3 with me now. It says, 
After three days, the officers went through the camp and gave the orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priests carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. So they camped at the banks of the Jordan for three days. Now, as they were there, they were naturally gazing at the challenge. See, they don't know what we already know. You can read ahead and get the rest of the story, but they don't know how they're going to get across. I mean, they're, they're looking at this, we're going to be swept away. And then some of the older people who, who were just mere children when they crossed through the, through the uh, Red Sea, they would, were, were likely thinking, well, we do know how it happened last time. Moses stretched out his rod, but Moses is gone. Moses is dead. But I also want to say, Moses wasn't there and there was going to be no rod stretched out over. The way God worked in the past to get them through the water is not the way God is going to work in the future. So, and, and please know this, the way God has even worked in churches and in, 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 the, in, the, in the church and even in our families, it's not necessarily going to be the same way he's going to work, but that's okay. We want to know things. Come on, we want to know exactly what's going to happen, but God doesn't let us, ha- let us see that. Right now, you're standing on the banks looking at a raging river and how in the world are you going to get through? But the order came to look at the Ark of the Covenant. I think that's amazing because we look at the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant was the, 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 the huge box that it was a ho- very holy box, but it was a place that carried the Ten Commandments and some other things. But this was a very holy place, and, the, and, the, the, and they, they believed, and I, I believe this also, that the presence of God dwelt in that. The presence of God dwelt right there. So what they're saying is you look at the Ark of the Covenant. Look at the Ark of the Covenant. Look at the, pre- and I'm telling you guys, look at the presence of God. Because if you look at the presence of God, you're going to get through the raging river. Again, they didn't know how. They just knew you got to look to God. And that's why I'm saying God is ahead of us. God is moving us forward. So now here's the time period we're in. We are shifting from moving from being goaded to now following. We're following. Just a quick reminder here again. Quit waiting for someone to kick you and to nudge you to get moving spiritually. My challenge is get up and go. It's time to follow, time to follow the presence of God. And also, you know, another thing that I see here is get your eyes off the Jordan. I know it's raging out there. and Stop being fearful about the going down. Stop being fearful about the going down, the Jordan. And, and, and here's, here's the truth. He says this, when you see God moving, when you see the, the Ark of the Covenant moving, when you see God moving, and when you see your spiritual leaders moving, so he says, when you see the Levitical priests moving, then you are to move in faith and go down with them. Move in faith and go down. And so Joshua chapter 3, verse 3, look at it again. It says, when you see the Ark of the Covenant and the Lord your God, there, that's the presence of God. And Levitical priests, those are, the, those are the, the leaders, carrying it out. You are to move out. Nobody's going to be goading you. No more of that. You move out from your positions and follow it. All the rules have changed. I know right now uh, we're kind of day by day saying, well, where do I go? What do I do? Who's going to lead me through this season? What's going to lead me through this season? Well, I, I do have confidence in this. You will know which way to go. But you may not know very far down the line. And the key that I find in here is to follow God and follow your spiritual leaders. That, that's, why, that's why faith in family is such a huge thing for me. I, I'm, I'm calling us, guys. We need to have faith in God's Word like never before. And I'm telling you, faith in the Word of God, 
and, and, and build yourself up through prayer. Uh, be, you know, get, get yourself under some good Bible teaching. In fact, one of the things that I'm doing during this season, I'm starting this thing called Tim at 12. We start on Tuesday of this week, but it's going to be a noon uh, uh, a Bible study. I'm going to be talking through some prophecy stuff, but, but, but get yourself into some good teaching of the Bible. Be in prayer and be in the Word. Those three things, because that will build your faith, all right? And you also need to be connected with family. Just like the children of Israel, they stayed together. They didn't splinter up. They stayed together. So stay with your, stay with your blood family. Stay with the family of God and keep loving and strengthening and encouraging one another. And you know, when, when things are tense, uh, emotions get a little tense. Some of you may have already been cooped up in the house a little bit and you might have seen a little extra emotion or experienced a little extra emotion. I see it, uh, hap- I see it in the media uh, of some really bad situations that are happening there. But, but stay close and stay connected with the people that you love the most. Love and encourage and strengthen each other. Because within the family, and I'm talking not just the blood family, but the family of God the church family, which is very valuable at this point. This is a time for joy and peace and hope and power to come your way. And really the the formula for joy, peace, love and and power is to be in the word of God, be in prayer, uh, be under some teaching and to be connected with the church family. So those things, are, those things are urgent. In fact, Joshua chapter 3, verse 4, I want you to look at this because this next verse says, then you will know which way to go. You'll know which way to go when you're following the presence of God and you're following the family. You see? Yeah. You will know which way to go since you have never been this way before. You've never been this way before. You need to know where to go. That's why he says follow this method. Look in, uh, look in verse number 5, Joshua 3, 5. Joshua then told the people, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Now that word consecrate, that is the word sanctify, which means uh, clean and to purify yourself. Uh, it, it, it's funny because this is a season where, where we're all doing that constantly. We're all cleaning and purifying ourselves and keeping ourselves clean. And it's like hand sanitizers and, and all that. And we're into all that now. Uh, but but he's, he's literally saying, he's telling everybody, get all washed up, get all cleansed up, get, get, get all clean. We're going through the river. I thought, wow. I mean, what? What an amazing picture for us today to literally wash up and purify. We're about to go through, we're about to go down, go down into this, this place. But then he says this, he, there's always hope for tomorrow, okay? Because you can't stay where you are. You can't stay there on the banks of the Jordan. You've got to go through it to get to the other side. But then he says this, he says, tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among us. Amazing things among us. I looked at, I researched that word amazing and that means wonderful things. It also means hidden things, things that you can't imagine are on the other side. They're on the other side of the Jordan. Miracles are on the other side of the Jordan. And he says, he says, I'm going to do it. I, I like it. He said, I'm going to do it among you. Now, I, I kind of like it when God's word says he's going to do something through you because I always want God to work through me. And, and I believe that. But here he says, he want, he's going to do it among you. That means within the people you're clustered with. So this is your families. These are your homes. This is your church. These, these are your lives among you. So God will do amazing, wonderful, hidden, secret miracles that are ahead. He's going to do it among you. But we got to go down and through the, through the river to do this. Um, but here's the deal. I, I, the rest of the story turns out like this. They do go through on dry ground. It didn't work the same way it worked with Moses. It worked totally different. In fact, they had to get into the river before it even, anything even changed. But God did the miracle after the people 
followed the presence of God and kept their eyes on it. And then when they got to the other side, you can read this on your own. When they got to the other side, then Joshua said, okay, I want each of the leaders of the, of the, of the families to go back and get, the, get huge stones, the biggest stones you can find out of the bottom of the Jordan River. So they did, and they, they dragged these huge stones up, and they piled, made them in a pile, and they set up what's called a memorial pile of stones. And they did this. I love this. They did this so that for generations to come, other people would come back and look at that pile of stones and know they drug that out of the Jordan River when it dried up so that they went through. I'm telling you guys, there will be things that we're going to take out of this season and we're going to take it to the next season and we're going to look back at that memorial we're going to say remember remember when we went through remember the miracle because those stones are going to be a testimony that God got us through and God will get you through I really believe that I really believe that you're going to have an opportunity to share your stories I, I can just imagine some children taking their that who were children at the time of crossing over the Jordan, taking then their families years later, maybe even as gra- their grandparents say, taking their family said, we're going to look at this big pile because when I was a little boy, we crossed over and I watched my grandpa go and carry this huge stone out of here and we piled all these big stones up. We piled all this up to remember that God will get us through. God will take us from the place of goading. He may take us down and through, but he's going to get us through the other side and God worked a miracle here so that we could be in this new land. Just like we would go to a memorial and remember, that's what they would do as well. The story goes on, of course, that they did conquer and they took new territory. But for us, we're about to cross over into a dimension and we're on a road that we've never known before. But God will guide you step by step. The Bible says in Psalm 119, his word is a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. It's going to illuminate one step at a time. A couple nights ago, I went out for a very late night walk on on the street and and everything was muddy around me. So I had to kind of like walk in the middle of the street, Uh, but it was dark. My neighborhood's like really, really dark. And so I had my flashlight with me and and, uh, and every once in a while I would see something in the road and it's like, I, I hope I'm not like, walking into a snake or something like that. So I would have to turn on my light just to see what was just a couple steps in front of me. Uh, you try shining my flashlight down the road, I can't really see much. It doesn't help, but it shows me what's right in front of us. And God's word, guys, is going to give you revelation for the next step and the next step. And if there's a snake in the road, God's going to show you where it is because his word is a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. And it's time, guys, to follow God like never before. You're going to keep your eyes high. You're going to keep your keep your gaze up high, looking at the presence of God. But you're also going to have that word to, the, of God, which is going to give you the daily revelation. Our theme scripture for 2020 is this. It's Psalm 68, verse 8. It says, God sets the lonely in families. He leads out the prisoners with singing, but the rebellious live in a sun-scorched land. Now, I'll just say this. When, when I first felt this, was, felt this was going to be our scripture for the year, it didn't sound like any of the scriptures I have ever had before. It felt kind of weird and wonky. And, and I wrote it on my board in my office, and I prayed over it for a few weeks. I thought, well, this is what God wants for us. Okay, we're going to start doing this in church. We're going to get this in our spirits. And, and, uh, but now I see this means more to me than ever before because we are family. And this is a time we're going to be family like never before, just like Israel. And God is going to set some lonely people even into our church family and into the family of God as well. But the thing is about family, family sticks together. 
And I'm asking you guys, even to the City Life Church family, City Life Church family, we're going to stick together and we're going to bring other people into the family because there are lonely people out there who need to be in the family and God will put them here. And it also says he leads out the prisoners with singing. I love that because the prisoners speak of people who were once isolated, who were once locked up and they were in captivity. Prison is, is a horrible place to be. They were once goaded in the wilderness in a sense, but they're now coming and they're starting to sing. Singing means that singing means joy. Singing means I'm no longer walking in depression and, and being held down. I, I can sing. See, joy replaces loneliness and isolation. Family replaces the isolation. What a perfect time for the scripture to be alive for us. But there's, there's this little caveat in there. There's this last part, and it doesn't sound nice and pleasant. I like the nice and pleasant scriptures. Come on, I'll be real with you, but... It says, but the rebellious live in a sun-scorched land. And that is people who don't want to be led by God. They don't want to move forward. And I even see this in light of what, what, uh, what we see. You know, if someone didn't want to leave Shatim and go through the Jordan, go to the other side, they're, they're staying in the sun-scorched land. They're without family. They're without the presence of God. And, uh, and, and I don't want that for anyone. Rebellious means I'm going to do my own thing. And you guys do what you want. I'm going to do my own thing. And I'm asking us now, I, this is now my challenge, is let's be family. Yeah. Let's be family and let's yeah. find some lonely people and bring them in. I tell you guys, there, there are a lot of hurting people around us, a lot, a lot, a lot. And I think God wants to rescue, God wants to save, God wants to use us to bring people into the family. Well, I want to move into a time of communion now. And, and uh in just a few minutes, we're going, I'm going to pray for you and your family and pray for everyone. But right now, before I move into a time of communion, I want to talk really to, to those who are online right now. And, and I, I, don't know your, I don't know your situation. I don't know what you're going through at this time. I have no idea what you're facing. But if you're not in a relationship with Jesus Christ, if he's not the Lord of your life, now is the time to make that happen. We are living in an unprecedented time. Our lifetime has never seen this before. No one alive has seen anything like this. We don't know what's ahead, but we do know the, what the scriptures say. And the scriptures tell us the way to find security is through the blood of Jesus. And if you need your sin forgiven, you need Jesus in your life, I'm going to ask you just to pray a prayer with me. Pray this very simple prayer with me. And receive Christ in your life. You can just pray it, just, just whisper it, or you can pray it out loud wherever you are. Give yourself to God right now. Take yourself, allow yourself to be brought into God's worldwide family. This is how to do it. Just pray these words with me. Dear Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Today I make the choice to receive the blood of Jesus that washes my sin away. And I choose to follow you and I choose to serve you. Thank you for coming into my life. Thank you for making me a Christian. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I want to mention something to you before we move into prayer. If you prayed that prayer, there's a number that's about to come up on your screen. This is a texting number. I want you to text this phone number. And here in, in about an hour or so, someone will, will text you back. Just if, if, you, if you gave your life to Christ, text these words. Just say, I gave my life to Jesus today. One of our elders are going to be following up with you, sending you a text back within an hour or so. 
And that way you can have a, have a little bit of a connection with someone who's in the family of God. And, and the thing is, they just want to pray with you. They just want to encourage you. And you don't even have to tell them who you are unless you want. But, but we want to pray for you. And we want to be as close to you as, as possible. And so we're doing this. And our elders will be standing by here in just a few minutes to receive these, uh, these requests just to pray back with you. And they're going to start just with a chat. And then they'll take it from there and allow you to, to kind of lead, lead the whole thing. But uh, right now, I do want to move into this time of communion. And if you prayed that prayer with me, and Jesus Christ is the Lord of your life, it's time for you to receive communion. So get some communion elements there in your home, wherever you are. We're going to do communion together. And also, my family right now is, is uh, receiving communion, and <clears throat> we're going to partake it together. There are two elements in communion. One is the body of Christ, the other is the blood of Jesus. And here in this cluster right here, I'm going to lead us in a time of communion, and I'm going to ask God to do an amazing work in us. Because through this is the reminder of what God did for us, what Jesus Christ did for us, God in the flesh. This is the element of his body which was broken for us. It was crushed. It was scourged for our sin. We're going to take this, this bread, his body in remembrance of what he did for us because he said, by his stripes, we are healed. There's healing provided to us. And I'm tell, I don't believe it just goes for, for emotional healing. I believe it goes for mental healing and, and spiritual healing as well. We get healing through the body of Jesus. He took that beating so that we could receive healing. Jesus, we thank you for your body that was given to us. We thank you, Lord, for it, and we receive this element of your body now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Please take of the body of Christ. Also, we have the blood of Jesus. This was shed for the remission of our sins. This blood right here is for us. It washes our sin away, and this is a reminder that his blood still flows and it still washes our sin away. It wasn't a once thing that just happened back at, at Calvary 2,000 years ago. No, it's still for today. And Jesus said, he, do this often. Do this in remembrance of me. So the, the, the cornerstone of our faith is what Jesus did for us on the cross. And we can't ever, ever, ever forget it because we go back to what Jesus did for us. And I'm telling you guys, we can make it through anything because salvation comes through Jesus and his blood alone. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your blood. It was shed for our sin. We pray that, uh, that you will just continue to minister to us your life and your blood. God, we even know that the protection of God is upon us because of the blood of Jesus. So we thank you, God, that your blood surrounds us and that the enemy, the enemy, hell can't come near us because the blood of Jesus surrounds us. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's partake the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Family, cluster here, I want to just say this. And everyone else is hearing this as well. But the Spirit of God will lead you and the Spirit of God will lead us. He's going to guide us. He's going to lead us step by step. He's going to give you wisdom for your next step. The Word of God is a lamp to your feet and a light to your path day by day. And I declare this again. We will not fear. Even though we may go down through the Jordan, we will not fear. 
because there's going to be a day we're going to build that memorial on the other side in Jesus' name. I'd like for us just to spend a couple, few more minutes in worship now before we close. And, uh, and if you're watching online, I just encourage you to worship along. Just let God speak to you and minister to you over these next few minutes before we close. God bless. Let's worship.
today. What I love is the statement that we've kind of coned is the church isn't closed, just our buildings. The buildings have never been the church. We have always been the church and I'm excited to share with you some things that have been happening in, in church and church life this last uh, couple weeks or so and uh, especially this last week is uh, a door dash evangelism was happening. In fact, someone had, uh, had ordered some DoorDash. They were in my home, my friend Dustin, and we ordered some Chinese food. And uh, in fact, he ordered it for us and it sent it to his house instead of my house. So we had to call the lady and, and negotiate her coming all the way 30 minutes in another direction. And uh, she ended up uh, turning up, seemed very frustrated, very frazzled. And, uh, and she was kind of shocked when she got quite a significant tip. And all of a sudden her eyes popped out. And she said, I, this is for me? I said, yeah, that's your tip. You came all the way over here. And she was, she was saying, this is, this is the best way to end the night. This was my last run. I was like, you know what? How about this? Can we pray for you before we go? She said, pray for me? I said, yeah, how can we pray for you? All of a sudden tears filled her eyes and she began to share about how yesterday she had had a diagnosis that was gonna alter and change her life forever. And we got to pray and speak healing over our DoorDash delivery lady. Here's what I'm saying. Just because the buildings are closed doesn't mean the church is closed. We're still open. Also, uh, Dom, Akila, and some other City Life partners were packaging meals for the needy right here in our community. And also, the homeless among us, our City Life partners, are taken care of. Uh, we've got Jackie's all taken care of in a space, in a home. That wouldn't be possible without you, church. So thank you for your giving. And uh, also, for those of you who are giving sacrificially, during this time, I want to thank you for that. And uh, for those of you who have yet to give, I want to invite you to do so now. The best way during this season, we've got a lot of requests. It's through the City Life app. Uh, that's God gave us this opportunity to make it possible for you to continue to be generous and sacrifice in that way. So coming up this Tuesday, before you go, it's Tim at 12. Tim at 12, it starts on Tuesday. Some deep Bible study. I'm excited about it. And also, if you decided to follow Jesus or want to get more involved in church life, um, then I want you to have the opportunity to contact us through the next form in the City Life app. Go ahead and complete that. We'll be in touch right there with you with your next steps. And, uh, and finally, we're going to, for those of you who are in City Life clusters all over the city, feel free to break out into your clusters at this time. And we're, we, we're not sure what God's going to do next, but you know what? We've never been this way before, but we're up for the journey in Jesus' name. So may God bless you and keep you. God smile on you and gift you. God look you full in the face and make you prosper so that you can make Jesus known. God bless you, church. We'll see you soon. We'll see you at 10 at 12. We'll see you next Sunday some way. God bless you, church.